Be your future self now. Be your future self now. So I was just listening to a podcast. Just I, I binge on, uh, I don't know what you would call it, like motivational, inspirational, and self-help kind of uh, podcasts. You know, I know that sounds kind of whatever, but, uh, well, I don't give a fuck what it sounds like. I... I was, I was listening to a podcast, and that was a title of a book that just came out. Be Your Future Self Now. <sighs> for some reason, for some reason whatsoever, I don't know what it was, but that really punched me in the heart. Like, hey, wake up. Be your future self now. I don't know how often you folks sit around and think about it, but you know, I mean, you think about the someday. I drive down the road a lot and I've got a lot of time to think, you know, and, and, and sometimes I think about the someday. And, you know, without action and without being your future self now, that someday will never happen. It does not happen. Without taking action, without researching the proper things, without going into it, you're not gonna you're not gonna be anything but what you are now if you do nothing. And sometimes you can work yourself into losing what you already have and what you are now. So you you know some sometimes like you know, with work, for instance, you know, there's been a lot of changes and there's been a lot of really big tidal waves of things that have happened. And let's be honest with you folks. I mean, I, I'm always trying to strive and do and be better. But with all these tidal waves of things that happen, and this is absolutely not an excuse, I'm just telling you how I have done it. Um, I've been in survival mode for at least two years at work. It hasn't been big, groundbreaking, innovative changes, which is something that I really need to, you know, take a look at and really be a part of something that, that, that becomes something more and, and does better for the people at work and the bottom line of our company in the end. You know, show the people that you care for them and show the company that the profit and the morale can both shoot through the roof. You know what I mean? Not only talking about work and stuff like that, but like, let's say, my homesteading endeavors and all of that. You know, I think of things all the time that I would love to be doing and thinking of a future and thinking of, of just all these wonderful things that I really want to do or could do or have the ability to do or any of that, whether it be homesteading or, or a personal endeavor or business that I'd, I'd like to do or any of that. But yet I'm taking no action to prove that or to show that I'm really caring about it or, 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 or not improving upon it. 
you know. So the phrase, just the phrase, be your future self now. Hit me like a two by four across the fucking forehead. Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm sure glad you're here. An innovative uh, phrase for those of you that wanted to be moved at this moment. Kind of a tough, uh, kind of a tough snap to the crack across the head, but hey, it's okay. It's really okay. If you didn't want to listen to this point, you wouldn't have. You know, I get into podcasts sometimes, and I'll actually listen to the title of the podcast, and once I get into the podcast, like, like there'll be stupid little things that stand in my way in some podcasts. And, and some of it, sometimes, as surprising as it is, it's somebody's voice. The way they sound on that podcast is just something I absolutely can't stand whatsoever. Um, and... God gave you the voice that you have, and God bless your voice that you have. But there's just some podcasts I just can't listen to them because I can't stand the voice. <laughs> Isn't that a piss-poor excuse for somebody that's trying to listen, listen to some kind of motivation or inspiration? And uh, the reason I quit listening to probably what was the best podcast I would ever listen to was somebody's voice. So it's a hurdle that I need to jump a little bit. And uh, as you all know, at this point, I am imperfect. By the way, speaking of imperfect, now, now get this. I've grown, I've been a farmer pretty much my whole life. I grew up on dairy farms and all this. I've had a CDL since I was pretty much 18 years old. Okay. And a CDL is a commercial driver's license, which means that you drive big trucks, basically, or combination vehicles, therefore. And the other day, I pull into the fuel station. I get in there, you know, the way a guy ought to get in there. And I, uh, you know, get in there and throw the hose in, start fueling up. Totally awesome, right? Yeah, it was great. Start fueling that shit up. Look over. So I'm driving a big diesel truck. And uh, meanwhile, as I look over, I'm putting 87% octane gasoline in it. So I shut the pump off and I turn the key off on the truck right away. That absolutely does not make me a hero whatsoever. But it was all I could think of doing at the time. And I kind of sat there and I thought, fuck. You know what I mean? It's just that oh shit moment. And uh, naturally my, uh, my response was fuck. So I look at that and I'm thinking, well, this is good. No, not really. So I call my superintendent up and I says, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, FYI, I just put seven gallons of gasoline in a diesel engine in a 50-gallon tank. What's a guy to do? He goes, I don't know, call the lady that we leased the truck from. So sure as shit, I called, I, 
I called the lady, she said she'd call me back. And meanwhile, I Googled it. It's not good. Not very frickin' good at all. And she goes, oh, we gotta get you towed. I'm like, shit! I was having such a good day at that point. I really was, and I was having a really good day at that point. It was the first time in weeks it was kind of a, just a good day. Not too huge. Uh, not relaxing, but I mean not, just not an overwhelming day. It was actually one of those days where I would actually get home in time for supper. And I was feeling really good about my day. Kind of whatever, whatever, but yes. Fuck me running. This happened. I had to get towed. So I had to wait for the tow truck. Then I had to get towed. Took a while to hook up to the tow truck, you know, a half hour or whatever it is. And blah, blah, blah. Get towed up to this thing. And uh, meanwhile, my, um, my self-confidence and my um, all that is just shot through the frickin' floor, you know, at its low. And uh, then I had to, you know, do whatever, whatever. And... I, I basically, uh, yeah, pretty much a big stupid fucking deal, and it's completely my fault because I didn't look at it, you know. I got back to the warehouse and a bunch of people laughed about it, you know, whatever, which is all you can do at that point. I mean, what can you do? Can you get in a huff and all pissed off and all that? So, yeah. That's basically what happened. I, a big, really, really expensive seven gallons of fucking gas I put in a diesel truck. And then they had to, you know, they had, the mechanic had to have the truck for a day or two. They got to drain the tanks and all that. You cannot run a diesel engine with gasoline in it. It's really, really bad. So, um, yeah. Well, my wife told her what happened. She was actually pretty consoling about it but I mean I was so excited I had a I don't know if I was in a hurry I wasn't really in a hurry I just wasn't thinking checked out I think and uh yeah so big learning experience that time big motherfucking learning experience that time and ladies and gentlemen I don't know what to tell you I guess sometimes you're just gonna fuck shit up. And that definitely happened at that moment. <laughs> God dang it. So if you really honestly thought I was perfect in my homesteading and in my daily life, just because somebody has a podcast absolutely does not mean that they're perfect in their homesteading and in their daily life. So I'm, I'm going straight from telling you how to live your future life now down to telling you my biggest fuck up in a really, really, really long time. God, I felt so dumb, you know? And uh, I, I kind of, and coming from a person that kind of prides themselves on, at work, doing the right thing, going the extra mile, crossing your T's and dotting your I's, and making sure everything is absolutely right. Being that person, it just, it just, just about frickin' killed me. 
What do you do? But anyway, sorry guys. I, I, I sorry to drag you along on that journey of mine, but I had to had to actually explain that. Um, going into the, the the going into what what our homesteading content was for the day. Um, you know, this weekend, this last weekend, I guess. Uh, you know, we had a pretty good and productive weekend. It was rather tiring for me because it was an awful lot of work, but. Um, Going into this last weekend, you know, I mean, we've been discussing this for a few weeks now. And when my wife has an idea in her head, it will absolutely come to fruition because she's that way. Um, but we've been discussing it for a few weeks. And we, we really did not want to spend a whole lot of capital giving the cattle a more comfortable facility. You know what I mean? So, it's just at the end of the day, we got a 40-foot long barn shed, right? We recently took away a small, lean part of the barn, which is basically a covered area where the cattle can congregate at their leisure, right? Well, we took it away, but we, we got more animals. And, and, you know, you just sometimes a cow just needs a roof over its head to get away from the hail, the rain, the storm, the whatever, you know? Or the snow, the dropping snow that's just coming down like no tomorrow. And so her and I, you know, just kinda on a whim, I, I, I figured out the materials needed and we just plain bought what we needed to do this lean. And with the addition about a year ago, we got uh, 25 utility poles from the company that we that does our power uh, we saw they were redoing a line locally and we got what is it 20 or 25 of these uh, utility poles delivered to our place from the local utility company for free these were free telephone poles at our place free lumber and you know utility poles you can do a lot of stuff with utility poles. You can build fence, you can build buildings, you can frame buildings, you can get a sawmill and make lumber, you can use them for firewood, you can trick, I mean there's so much shit you can do with these utility poles that they are no longer going to use, right? So we got these poles and they're sitting in our yard and I moved them once, you know, just so the yard wasn't so freaking ugly. Um, and we've been using them for little tidbit projects here and there, you know, and finally I got to use these as posts for our lean, on, for the lean-to addition onto our barn. Now the lean that we added on is 40, foot, 40 feet in length. I am using 10 foot sheets of steel, so it's roughly about 9 feet 5 inches out from the barn. It has a 412 pitch on it, so that'll give me about an inch of overhang so I can put a gutter under this lean, because I don't want the water falling onto the cow's back. You know, every morning this time of year, um, we there's a lot of dew this time of year. You know, when you get into August and September, it's almost like it rained every morning in, in this part of the state because there's so much dew on everything. It's foggy, it's dewy, it's, it's just the way that the, the moisture condenses because the nights are so cold 
but yet the days are so much hotter so all the moisture condenses all over everything and then it drips down the tin roof like no tomorrow. So I will be installing gutters on this on this lean, 40 feet of gutters. Now that means I'll probably need two downspouts on this gutter system. And that means one of the gutters is going, and, and the downspouts is going to be within the pen we're thinking. So I might have to get extremely creative and do that and box the gutter in with lumber and uh, go into the ground and do something like that, which is fine. No big deal. Um, I've done, I do shit like this all the time. So that's no big deal to me, but uh, it's something that I need to know in order for this to happen, right? So, you know, long story short, that's gonna happen. And um, going into building this lean this weekend, I mean, you know, my, the, the home center that we shop at Menards, you know, the shopping took forever to do this because the lady was kind of showing us our options and she was very thorough and everything but it, I was getting crabby on Saturday because it was just taking so long and I knew how much work was ahead of me for the weekend. Uh, the steel we had to order it <clears throat> but luckily it was on sale so I'm not bitching about that. Um, it gave me time and no pressure. Uh, it, it, because if the steel was there, I would probably be putting steel on every night after work. Um, and, you know, work has just been a lot of work lately. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense or not. But anyway, um, you know, it, it kind of gave me a window as to where, okay, I could just concentrate on the task at hand and not rush into putting on steel. So that made me feel pretty good. Um, but anyway, yeah, so we, we've got all this going on. And... I started digging holes. I had to dig the holes by hand. You can actually rent a skid loader and get an auger big enough to do these holes, but that costs an awful lot of money. What I'm trying to do, it's not that I don't have the money, but I mean, wise people just try to keep their building costs low. And I'm in my mid forties. I'm still physically able to do this. So I dug the six telephone poles in by hand and Digging these holes in by hand, thank God my mother-in-law had this uh, two-handled auger that she got from this garage sale or these people that she helped at a garage sale. I used that all weekend long. You know, I mean, it was awesome. At first I started the holes with a shovel, a really big hole because these utility poles are huge. I got the hole started, got it going, got the two-handled auger going, got the frickin' dirt tossing out of there, you know. Got a couple of them done, my wife and I, God bless her, she was such a trooper. Uh, she helped me stand these great big poles into the hole, um, the first couple of them. But then the next day I'm like, you know what, that's just too much work and it's kind of dangerous. So um, I dug all four holes at once and I took the subcompact tractor and, and I was able to lift the poles in a vertical manner with my tractor, I kind of chained them up in such a way and, and thought I was, the whole night long, I was thinking how can I make these poles easier? Um, so my wife and I don't have to stand them up like the flag of Iwo Jima. And we did, we we got it done. We got the, the uh, we got the poles stood up. 
we got the concrete in the holes you know we did a really good job i'm all the way down to some really nice hard clay i got the poles 42 inches deep into the ground which is frost line um, trust me the frost goes lower than that but in a lean like this where there's going to be hay around it and everything like that it's it's pretty realistic so we got the poles set and then monday you know i have mondays off i work four days a week um on monday i was actually able to tie everything into the building and get the whole roof framed pretty much you know so i'm basically ready for steel there may be a few small minor things i've got to do on it this weekend but i'm basically ready for the steel right now and in two and a half days i got ready for the steel uh, after choosing and picking all these materials you know so three days that includes choosing and buying and, and, and hauling the materials um, and we got it done yes I could have done this much quicker yes I could have been faster yes I could have hired somebody and it could have been more efficient and it would have been done in one day with a, a crew of uh, three or four people but long story short we're doing this and we're keeping costs low and it's just something that's that that we as a family are able to conquer and do my wife and I and you know why because we have the resolve I'm not an expert building builder by any means I'm frankly I'm not that good of a builder but I build things because I have a goal in mind I mean you can YouTube anything nowadays but I do have a basic I definitely have a mechanical aptitude and a construction um, sense, if that makes sense. I did go to, I did build houses for a few years and I did go to school for construction, ca uh, carpentry, cabinet making, and construction management and job estimating. So I mean, these, these skills have sailed through my life, especially since I, I met my wife because uh, Building projects give her such a thrill and, and, you know, improving your property is a big thing that we like to do as a family. Um, I think my mother-in-law stated it best uh, a few weeks ago. Um, she says, we are a construction family. And yes, we are. We are a construction family. Like it or not, love it or hate it, frame it or burn it, we are a construction family, you know. Um, and, and it's all a matter of attitude. You know, if you go into it, you know, anybody can build, when, when you're going to get chickens and you're building a chicken coop, anybody can build a chicken coop the way they want it. They know what they want and they build it. So, you know, that being said, um, you can do things like this and you can build stuff like that and you will do it because you want to, you know. It's you taking the initiative to build it. You can go on YouTube, you can go on Pinterest, you can do whatever, whatever. You can go on all these websites and find out exactly how to build it the way you want it. And you can do it, you know? And that's kind of the way this construction thing is. I'm, like I told you, I am not an expert. But hell yeah, I'm gonna do it, you know? And yeah, I'm gonna get it right. Because we always do. We always do. And um, this last weekend, you know, I mean, yeah, my body's really not used to digging 
holes that are two feet across, 42 inches deep in the clay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, they're really not that, my body's not used to it, and it told me so the next two or three mornings after that. But you know what? We had the result, and we just did it, you know? So with this building addition, yeah, it's not going to change the world or anything like that, but the cow sure will be more comfortable. And we will have a little bit more storage space out of the deal because we're going to use uh, about eight feet of it for that. And, uh, you know, these homesteading projects, they are absolutely doable. They are attainable. And everything, trust me, everything is figure outable. So God bless you and thank you. And uh, thanks for tuning in today. Uh, a little bit different episode. But, hey, you know what? I was on a roll. I was going to keep going. And uh, I could sit here and talk about this shit forever. And uh, But, God, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys for listening. I get a lot of listens. I know my podcast episodes aren't cranking out as fast as they could be. I wish I could uh, make a lot more. I really do enjoy podcasting. It's really in my element when I'm doing it. And uh, I have made a few episodes that were subpar, and I did not post them. Um, but it's because of you guys that I'm doing it and it's because I enjoy it so much is why I'm doing it. And yeah, it's just, it's such a thrill seeing how many of you are listening all the time and, and how I, I don't, I have no idea how much you guys are enjoying the content or if you're getting into it or, you know, a lot of people just want to listen to the inspiring part in the beginning and could give a shit less what I say about homesteading after that. And that's okay too. I really don't care how you um, how you listen and what fashion you listen because that's up to you. But I want you to know that I appreciate you, you know, and I'm thankful for you. So anyways, until next time, God bless you. If you want to connect, Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. I know this is a slightly longer episode, but yeah, fuck it. We can make them as long as we want, right? God bless you. Anyway, have a good one.